0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Take it live from the Hogs Meat
1: Market Studios. This is Out of Bounds. They play very hard. I mean, they play as a unit. Real tough, tough guys on this side of the ball. Uh, skilled athletes. Uh, they like the uh, pressure a lot. But I mean, hey, I mean it's football, so I mean, we just got to come up schematically wise and. I'll them and be more disciplined than them. Uh, they're, they're a disciplined football team as well on the defense side of the ball. So, I mean, it's just coming in. I mean, it's, it's all that's going to be about us. I mean, we've got to focus on us and go out there and institute our game plan. Yeah, yeah.
0: With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We're going to go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037, the buzz. I say with my like
2: too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy your a girl with my base. I know that it's good, but you just said it on my taste plus I get way too badly, once you let me do the extras Pull up on your block, and break it down, we playing Tetris AM to the PM, PM to the AM funk Eat up your per diem, you just gotta hate them funk If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes funk If I quit this season, I still be the greatest funk My left stroke just went viral Right stroke, put a baby in the spiral Soprano C. We like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it. You and I know. Tell them be humble. Sit down. 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 Man, man,
3: man. The... Welcome in to out of bounds here on 1037 the Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today, and thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a wide open Wednesday, folks, as we're going to talk about everything in the sports world that you want to talk about and We want to hear from you. It's a very simple thing to do when it comes to talking on this show. You call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback, after me on Twitter, at Neighbors. And today, uh, we're going to be having some fun with Vern Funquist, as we call him, but it's actually Chris Marler. He is the college football comedian, especially here in the SEC. We had him on a few weeks ago, and he was really good, and can't wait to have him on again today. He's going to be joining us in the 2 o'clock hour, and we're actually going to have PB, Pat Bradley, thanks to Motorsports Authority, in the 3 o'clock hour. So looking forward to catching up with him. He's so going to have some Razorback football tickets to give away, and in fact, uh, we're going to give away a few pairs today. So be on the lookout for that. I know a lot of Razorback fans are excited about the game, being just three days away from seeing the uh, Western Carolina Catamounts come to War Memorial Stadium. So can't wait for that. And you know, we keep playing that game, Joe. I mean, when you think of three... Got to think of Joe Adams, right? Like at least that's the one I first think of with number three. Is Joe Adams? Awful A lot of recency
4: bias in, involved in it. For like, sure, like, yeah, for I sure. It's always the lasting impression. But Alex Collins.
3: That's right, and he's he's the other one too that uh, I think uh, probably even maybe more so people will bring up than than Joe Adams. But uh, at least for me, and again, I'm, I know I'm younger. Growing up, there really wasn't any notable number threes that I watched or that I saw play. Except for Joe Adams. Like, he was kind of like the first big one. Now, I'm sure there's other ones that were, uh, you know, playing in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, for sure. But, I you know, think about Joe Adams, think about that punt return against Tennessee, and, uh, you know, which was Sports Center's number one play for however many weeks in a row. I uh, think about that play and just his speed. And uh, the play actually here in War Memorial Stadium that gets referenced against LSU in 2010. Uh, fourth and three, Joe Adams burns a freshman honey badger to get the touchdown. So, uh yeah, I mean there's there's Joe Adams, Alex Collins, definitely as far as the most recent ones or some Sosa of the ghosts. Sosa
4: game. Oh
3: yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which I unfortunately saw that he just got cut uh, from the NFL today from the. Uh, oh now it just escaped me. The Colts. Uh, Sosa game got cut. So he's
4: been there for a number of years though, so he should at least be eligible for pension now because he's been there for a while. Yeah. How many years is it supposed is it supposed to be set up for
3: pension? Four. Four. Oh yeah. Then he's he's definitely four years
4: did. in, uh, and then it been round up like if you get three years and 75 percent of the games that next season or what or you know three years and 75 percent then it rounds up to four okay
3: well that's good yeah because pension uh, goes a long way uh, especially when you leave the nfl and you know still want to continue on to make some money off of your playing days in the nfl which is
4: pretty nice oh yeah always good always and those guys you know we talk about like running backs and how they're devalued and the the lifespan of a running back, but if those guys can get through that first contract, of course they want to keep playing, but they'll be set up for life at some point. Is it like a certain percentage of like what you made in the NFL? Is that how
3: that works? Like how's like how's the math work out as in how much you make? Now convention?
4: that uh, we would have to get an NFL player on okay. to discuss, and we know a few Richard sure. Swin, Matt Jones, you know, we know some that could fill us in on that. So um, not sure if it's based individually but it may be based on the amount of time spent more so than how much money you made over lifespan of the contract. I
3: mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Well, I, well, I have to figure that out because I'm, I'm very curious about it. Maybe something we can Google, but still, uh, yeah, being that, uh, three days away from, from Razorback football and knowing that, uh, we're going to have some tickets to give away too. And we'll have some various ways. We'll do it the, via the phone lines. We'll also do it via our video stream too, which is of course on facebook and twitter and youtube so check it out there or x sorry i have to say x uh, you know i'm gonna have to get used to that as it continues to change but we'll do that and also we'll get a chance to hear from kj jefferson as he met with the media uh and just talking about him with him and rocket sanders and zach williams talking about some of the things that uh, they have going on and previewing western carolina which i was, I was kind of fascinated by. i heard the zone joe talking about kj jefferson and some of the great stats that you know he, he's he's has and some of the things that he's really close to doing, as far as maybe breaking some records or whatnot, if he has a really good season this year. And I, you know, I thought about talking about it yesterday, but you know, we got discussing other things. But with KJ Jefferson this season, and we know that Arkansas has had a great amount of quarterbacks and guys that have been really memorable and iconic and legendary. But for people to consider KJ Jefferson like the greatest of all time in Razorback, as a Razorback quarterback, like right, what right now? Well, no, no, I'm saying like what would he need to do this year? for him to enter into that, legitimately, that conversation? Like, what would he have to do? And this could be not only, like, oh, he has to throw for this amount of yards and all that, but also what does he need to do as the leader of the team? Like, is it somewhere, oh, the team needs to get the 10 wins, you know, uh, including with the stats? Like, yeah, yeah, there,
4: it'd be a combination of that because he is close to some of those records, so that's going to factor in if he takes down those records and putting them high on the list, but... Yeah, wins would have a lot to do with it, and so if you go, it's always about the lasting image because mm-hmm. we talk about recency bias. You go out with a ten-win season and maybe win a bowl game on top of that, then yeah, that that would hold him in high regard.
3: Well, I was looking at some of the numbers to see just an all. We're talking about Razorback all the time, not like the greatest of all time in all college football, but just and Razorbacks because if you look at some of the records that he is close to, for instance. For pass attempts, like the most pass attempts of any quarterback in Razorback history. He needs roughly around 400 pass attempts this year to be number
4: one in Razorback history. Completions. So attempts, I'm not sure anybody really holds that right. in a high regard. It is, it is a record, but if it's just that he got that for attempts, but then you don't come close on completions, or you don't get the completions record, then... I think the attempts thing could be thrown out.
3: Right, for sure. I'm just saying, I'm looking at all the numbers that a quarterback has in their stats and saying like how close he is to being number one in all of these stats, because uh, having 400 pass attempts to be number one in that, he only needs roughly about 160 completions to be the number one quarterback in that particular stat. Right now, as it stands, he would be number one with completion percentage, because you know, you know don't grade it out until you're done with your career, and these are all career numbers, but he has 65.5% completion percentage at Arkansas. So if he keeps on pace with that, he would be, end up being the number one player. He needs 1,900 yards, roughly, to be number one in passing yards. He needs 18 touchdowns, passing touchdowns, to be number one in touchdown passes. Now, those are all just mainly the individual stats that we look at for the quarterback position. But when it comes to wins all-time as the starting quarterback, he needs eight wins this season to be the all-time winningest quarterback in SEC history since Arkansas joined the conference, but he would need 13 wins to be the all-time one to pass Bill Montgomery because you know, that was back uh, in the late 60s. So just to kind of give an idea of where he stands among some of the Razorback greats and, and the record holders for all of the major stats that quarterbacks are looked upon and, uh, and, you know, and they look at it as far as what, what you would grade one of the greatest of all time, that's where he stands as far as being number one
4: there's a lot out there for him to accomplish this season and with individual success that comes along with team success so if the team is winning and and having success then a lot of those numbers will fall for the individual record so first and foremost KJ is looking for the team to have success and everything else will fall into place
3: yeah because I was looking at it too as far as uh you know when you talk about the wins or the team wins I don't think anyone's like, and Maybe some do, but I don't think they look at it as like, okay, well, how many wins did they have total? I think of it as what what was the season for them? You know, like what was that one season that separated themselves? Because, for instance, Ryan Mallett, rest in peace. I think I consider him to be the greatest quarterback in Razorback history. Now, a lot of it has to do with his numbers and his, his abilities and, and his games and his moments, but also winning 10 games and going to the Sugar Bowl coupled with that kind of set it over the edge. Kind of same thing with the Tyler Wilson. Uh, people may put him in the stratosphere. It's like he's got great numbers for sure, but having 11 wins, getting to that point sets him over the edge. Matt Jones, you know, he had, I think, two, nine-win seasons playing in the SEC championship game. Uh, Being the quarterback there, that stands apart. So as much as it is about maybe total wins, I think that most people, or at least a lot of them, will look at it as, okay, well, what was that one season, or at least having that one season that they led their team to a special year that set apart from some of the other years at Arkansas.
4: Right, yeah. One season could definitely make it stand out, and based upon that one season, then people would go back and look at the total. So the one season, yeah, they're going to focus on that, but then it makes you go back and kind of research a little bit more. Especially, like, even talking about completion percentage and the fact that K.J. could be the all-time leader in that. Like, there's probably nobody that really knows that. Not many people that know that. And uh, if it is something that he's able to accomplish, then that opens the door to look more into some of the success that he had altogether.
3: Yeah. Cause if you're going to have the completion percentage where it stands right now, uh, as far as career completion percentage, Tyler Wilson is uh, the best with uh 62.6% is what his completion percentage is at. And then Ryan Mallett's right after him with 60.3. So uh, just to kind of get we're talking about career totals, but also take into consideration as I think it was, I can't remember if it was Ryan in Hot Springs yesterday, brought up just the amount of years that a quarterback plays. Because, you know, Ryan Mount only played two years at Arkansas. Tyler Wilson only started at Arkansas for two years. Uh, Matt Jones was, I guess, like three and a half, uh, because I know there was kind of back and forth his freshman year,
4: and then he finally became the starter. Even after that, there would be certain games through a season where he wouldn't be the starter, he wouldn't go out for the opening series, but then he would play the rest of the game, so... It's just a matter of how it's in the in the record books, but those don't go down as starts for him or saying that he was actually the starter. When we all know, <laughs> we watch what happened on the field. We considered him the starting quarterback, but he didn't start the game on the opening series.
3: Yeah, I feel like if you play the majority of the game at quarterback, the vast majority of the game, you're. Like, I know it's not considered the start, but that should be what the rule would be put into place as far as okay, well, you were the guy in that game, or you were the. Because uh, I wanted to
4: say when you brought that up. Was it the old miss game when it went to seven overtimes that he didn't start? But No, he didn't start that game. Yeah, at that's all, right. But, yeah. but no, thinking about seasons after that when Ryan Sorahan would start the game yeah. and then Matt Jones would go in second series and play the entire game.
3: Ryan Sorahan. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Um, was Jared McBride, that was Clint Sterner's backup, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. How to get all my uh, QB2s in row. But, yeah, that, that's something you got to take into consideration. But I just thought it was interesting just to know where K.J. Jefferson stands, so I'm curious to know what anybody else thinks. So let us know on a wide-open Wednesday, 501-661-1037. You can call or text in. What does K.J. Jefferson need to do this year for you to consider him to be the all-time greatest Razorback quarterback of all time? Let us know. We'll get into that as well as a lot more as we will be playing some audio, actually, from K.J. Jefferson, some other news going on in the sports world, and we'll keep it moving here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. The Buzz is proud to bring you college football talk with Mark May every Thursday morning on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by Edwards Food Giant, The Meat People, and by Dugan's Pub, located in the River Market.
4: Arkansas basketball's non-conference schedule is essentially complete for the upcoming season as they added Furman for a December 4th matchup. Furman made the NCAA tournament last year and beat Virginia 68-67 in a 4-13 seed game. Furman did lose their best player, Jalen Slossom, to the NBA as he was picked 54th overall by the Kings. Arkansas basketball's season opener is on November 6th against Alcorn State. And in the NFL, Tuesday was cut day. Some former Arkansas Razorbacks were among the names cut. Safety Latavius Brini was cut by the Jaguars. Wide receiver Matt Landers was cut by the Seahawks. Linebacker Dijon Harris was cut by the Commanders. And wide receiver Jaden Hazelwood was cut by the Eagles. Several of them are expected to be brought back to their team on the practice squad. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
2: It's Houston Nut. I'll be on Morning Mayhem every Wednesday this football season. We're going to get ready to hit that line and root on those hogs, because we got the wood, y'all. And when you need a new pole barn, metal roof, or steel building, go see my friends at Reed's Metals of Benton, where you can buy direct and save online at reedsmetals.com.
5: Hey, it's Joey and Ryan here at Red River Dodge. You know, we're known for amazing deals, but this month it's going to be much better. Have you ever wanted to buy a Jeep Gladiator? Well, now's the time. Employee pricing rebates, 1.9% 1.9% financing, and much more on select models. Ram, $1,500
2: up to $13,000 off on select units. So for all your new Ram,
5: Dive, or Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Huber Springs during the Make It the Summer event.
0: And don't forget, at Red River, we deliver. God bless. You. Greenway is your local source for John Deere equipment and implements. Now, we've made finding the perfect piece of equipment even easier. Shop our tractor packages online at gogreenway.com. Till deeper with our down-to-earth package. Or save big with our green saver package. Need something with a little more muscle? Kick it up a notch with Greenway's Get In Gear package. We're here to support the DIYer in you. No matter what project comes your way, Greenway has you covered.
5: Join Roger Scott for game day watch parties at Boudreaux's Grill and Bar, 9811 Maumelle Boulevard in North Little Rock, and cheer on our team. The fun is at Boudreaux's, your fun and game station, 103-7-the-Buzz. This is a pigskin preacher bringing you the word. In his novel, A Farewell to Arms, Ernest Hemingway writes, The world breaks everyone, and afterward many are strong at the broken places. These words came to mind recently as I drove past some of the devastation from the recent tornado in Little Rock. On the side of a damaged building, someone had hung a sign reading, We can do hard things. What a great sentiment. Life is not easy, but we can rise above the destruction to do great things and live to fight another day. Don't give up, my friends. Don't ever give up. Double B's is there for you in 34 locations around Arkansas. If you're near Clinton or Cabot, come on in for some Baskin-Robbins ice cream. Or one of those amazing chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwiches. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double Bees.
4: After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning?
0: (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri.
5: See Gary Elmore in Lone Oak, Justin Stewart in Malvern, or Drew Self in Hot Springs. Join DriveTime Sports each weekday for the Trey Biddy Report brought to you by Asher Wrecker and Recovery. Find out the latest on the
4: Razorback recruits and all the D1 prospects in the state each weekday. It's the Trey Biddy Report on DriveTime Sports presented by Asher Wrecker and Recovery.
0: Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol. More specifically, vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Because I wasn't just going to sit around for a couple hours in Jonesboro. I was going to drink all night long. On 103.7 The Buzz.
2: Shy. Been getting better by the day But tonight I drink You say I gotta get over you And get sober too I got a lot of habits.
1: I mean, just starting fast. I mean, that's the main thing. It's starting fast, getting out, uh, jump on them early, kid a hope early. I mean, don't don't kid uh, all that momentum. Try not to let them gain momentum or build confidence and knowing that they can play around with us or be in the game. So try to kill the whole early, jump on them quick. And uh, when I say when we say focus on ourselves, I mean the main thing, is doing a little details right. Uh lining up, executing the plays, understanding what's going on, understanding down and distance, different intangibles within the game that we gotta be able to focus on and worry about us. So that's what we, that's what we mean when we say we gotta focus on Arkansas football.
3: It's K J Jefferson speaking with the media yesterday and the question being posed, which it's kind of a, I guess, a weird way of doing it. Is how do you avoid what happened to Arkansas against Missouri State and having that slow start and like they did last year, needed a punt return from Bryce Stevens to be able to win. So trying to avoid those slow starts, trying to avoid uh not taking it uh, maybe a seriously or taking it for granted. Got to come out and, and go really strong. So
4: KJ didn't just come out and say it, but. He wants to get in, play for a bit, and get on the sideline, have a chance to rest and yep. see some other players in the game. Yep. I also would like to see that. <laughs> I'd like to see KJ do really good,
3: but then also come out of the game and let, not just for the sake of KJ, but you know Jacoby Criswell, I'd love to see him get some reps and see you know what he can do with the second-team offense and go out there and, as you know, as we've talked about many times, Odds are you're probably going to have to rely on him to come into the game at some point in time because K.J. more than likely would get uh, banged up just like most quarterbacks do in in football and in college football, especially the way he plays. So I'd like to see him get some reps, real-time game reps in in that situation and be able to have everybody, everybody get out of there healthy. That's the most important thing. Uh, We were talking about uh, what would K.J. Jefferson need to do this season for you to consider him to be the all-time greatest quarterback. We have a few people here on our Southern Structural Solutions text line. Uh this comes from the 501 says make it to the playoffs. I feel like I was uh, what was that uh, guy's name I just in the playoffs. Uh what's his, what's his name? Oh my goodness, how did I lose this? How in the world did I forget about him? Jim Jamora. Right? Yeah, Jimora. There we go. Thank you. Yes. Uh but he says make it to the playoffs for me. He just hasn't had the wow factor like Mallet or Matt Jones. He's good, but I just don't recall that he's got to have a wow great moment. I think that's fair. You, oh, yeah. You've got to have either a moment or a game that people always look back on and say, like, yeah, that was the day. That was the game. That was when he became the dude. Uh, from also a different 501 says, if KJ can win nine games, win a bowl game, and not fumble on the three-yard line again, I think he's top three of all time. So it's not even him getting to the greatest. He's not even in the top three, and he needs to do those things to be in the top three, according to this one. And then uh, from the 870 says, win the West. Very simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, forget all the other things.
4: Just win the West. Yeah, it's simply
3: said, but not simply done. Yeah. Well, if you're if you are doing the power rankings of what's most likely for Arkansas to have happen this year as a team, like ten wins, uh, New Year's Six Bowl, uh, beating Bama, whatever it is, winning the West might be one of the most biggest long shots you'll see, just because of how good the West is and how tough it is to win in, in any division, but. Especially when you have LSU, when you have Alabama, uh, the talent level that's at A and M that could end up being good, and having to play all of those teams, especially with those games being on the road, like that, that would take a whole lot for them to be to that point. Not to say they can't have a great year, but it'd still take a take a lot. And then five hundred one says win a New Year's Six bowl game and set some records. So that's kind of the point that. At least I was
4: thinking about that's it. the foundation being laid yeah. there,
3: yeah. Because I was like, everyone's gonna have their own opinion on it, like they're gonna be like, oh, okay, well, some people say, hey, he's got to win the West, some people say, hey, he's got to go to the playoffs, and then I'll consider him top three. <laughs> everyone's got their own, uh, how, how they want to go about it as far as what the, the goat status would be for him. So, uh, but yeah, keep those coming 501 661 1037 as uh, we'll have uh, more to talk about. Which also, too, we you know the game being at War Memorial Stadium, and this was just put out by wholehawksports.com, around 40,000 tickets have officially been sold for the game, which is great, and uh, that's according to a team spokesman. It says the Razorbacks are tracking toward an attendance similar to the most recent game at War Memorial Stadium two years ago when uh, UAPB came to War Memorial at 42,576. Is when they did that, and Hunter Yurchek... Uh, spoke about how there's 45,000 season tickets have been sold and expected 50,000 to sell here, too. So it's good to see that it, it surpassed or at least is on pace for the same type of ticket sales and hopefully that the, the attendance of the game, too, where uh, people are you know, are worried about oh, there's not gonna be anyone there. Well, they got to over 40,000, and that's a great sign for what the attendance was
4: still be. got a way to go, though, to get it to being a sellout. That's where it needs to be, mm-hmm. needs to be a sellout. I,
3: no, nothing would tickle me more than to see fifty thousand people plus there. Like that would be such a cool thing, and I know the fan, the, the team would enjoy it. The uh, the Razorback fans would enjoy it. would Be a great atmosphere. Uh, that would be really awesome if that could happen. Also, our Asher Record Life fan feedback. We we're talking about Sosa game. Uh, Ryan says Sosa game has played two seasons and a total of seventeen NFL games
4: with only two tackles. Three that, seasons. Yeah, I'm about to say 20, I mean, it. Twenty, twenty-one, more. twenty-two. That's three. Yeah. So he he definitely needs something this season to uh get to that NFL pension. Was he he was drafted by the Broncos, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he's he's kind of bounced around a little
3: bit, but uh yeah, those were those were a few of them that were there. And also when we were talking about NFL pension from the 918 in our southern structural solutions text line it says NFL pension is $700 a month per for every year in the NFL is what I was told by a friend whose nephew is currently playing for there Washington.
4: There you go. So. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely has something to do with number of years. Mm, yeah. The, so
3: Kids out there that if you want to get that NFL pension, here's what you do: you just play in the NFL as many years as possible, and you'll be able to get a much bigger pension. There you have it. And Atomic Hog says, as far as other number threes and Razorback land of note, Greg Lasker, who was a defensive back in, from the mid '80s, played in the NFL. And Orlando Waters returned a punt against, and maybe interception against the Hogs, or for the Hogs against Tennessee. That's a name i heard in a bit. Orlando Waters. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen that one in a minute, but that's a great name too. Uh, and also from the Asher Record Life and feedback, win the national championship is what KJ and e. Jefferson needs to do. So there you go, there you go, KJ. You got you got it all set out for you. of What you need to accomplish and and how you need to take care of business out there uh, too. But uh, let's see. Also, uh, I saw this that w- was happening from ESPN because we know we're talking about college football. So apparently, ESPN this year is going to have select ACC games and also the college football playoff games in movie theaters. Like They're going to have select movie theaters where they're going to put out these big-time games, or well, they ACC games, select ones there, and then the college football playoff games, which I think is a really cool idea. But I guess the question becomes is if you're someone who looks forward to watching that game or maybe the college football playoff or maybe your team's in it but you can't go to the game, is that something you would do? Like, is that something you'd want to check out and watch a college football game or just a game in general in a movie
4: theater? There'll be an interest for it, yeah, for sure. That um, If you can get it, you know, that that big theater setting and get the sound and everything, yeah, that'd be some interest for it because they've done the championship game like that before and people wanted to go check it out.
3: And it's, it's according to the article that they've entered into a theatrical distribution agreement with Theater Sports Network uh, the Delvise ACC games across uh, movie theaters. Additionally, the agreement covers the New Year's Six Bowl games, including the Chick fil A Bowl, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, the Fiesta Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and the College Football Playoff Final of the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. And then, of course, the College Football National Championship game. And all agreement and approximately 75 games for the 2023 2024 season. So uh, maybe if uh, Arkansas goes to one of those New Year's Six Bowl games, but you can't make it to the game itself, you can go to a movie theater here in the state of Arkansas and check out one of It'd those. be a good games. experience. Yeah. I wonder if it'd be as expensive as movies, like going to watch a movie. Or
4: yes, it would be. Yeah. Probably. The the ticket would be up there. It maybe uh somewhere around $25-30. i say because you're getting
3: a much longer film. Uh it is live and uh, you know with the concessions and everything. It's not like they're going to lower the prices for that. So. Cuz
4: they've done other sporting events. They've done some of the football games, but they've done boxing and a- MMA. They've done different events in theater settings. I guess I've never really saw that or or heard about it, because I've known that there's been
3: places, like, I I think there was a place in Fort Smith that did a, it's like an old movie theater, or an old theater converted into a movie theater, whatever it was, but... They like advertised that they had a projection screen that was big, and they would, they like put the game there. So it wasn't like a, an official movie theater, but it was a stage theater vibe to where you could go and watch. I've heard of that. But They've
4: even done college basketball national championship game, or final four. They've done that before, also. Mm. See,
3: that's, I think it would be pretty fun, and especially with the sound and, and everything. Uh, but yeah that that would be a that'd be a cool deal. Also, geez, from the Asher Record Live fan feedback. Uh, Rusty says, so John said 40,000 ticket sales was a great sign, but Auburn's sellout isn't a big deal. Rusty, for the last time, I was referring to the excitement of a new coach coming to town like Hugh Freeze and Auburn. That's the only reason I said that, of course, it should be a sellout for them. Because anytime there's a new coach or some sort of new regime or new excitement, there needs to be a sellout for that first game to get a first taste of, what it's all going to be. I'm not saying that Auburn it wasn't impressive. I'm just saying it needed to be a sellout for the excitement level that they have with Hugh Freeze being there. That's all it was. I wasn't taking a shot at Auburn, which is surprising because normally I like to. But in that case, definitely was not taking a shot at, uh, at Auburn or anything at all. But uh, also, let's see. Uh, this comes from the 501. It says, guys, wide open Wednesday, college football playoffs, 12-team format. Would creating an all at large field
4: be a step backward? Why or why not?
0: <laughs>
4: that, um, yeah, if you don't want to make it mandatory to have any conference ties to say if you win your conference, you're automatically in, it can be viewed a, a couple of different ways. You always want the best teams in there, but then the question would be well, what's the purpose of having conferences if you're not going to reward teams for winning their conference?
3: Yeah, I. Because that's kind of how they've done it, at least with college football from the beginning. In BCS, there was no automatic ties, of course, because there's only two teams in the championship. But they did, however, have ties to those BCS bowl games. You know, like the SEC always played in the Sugar Bowl, or the winner of the SEC would play in the Sugar Bowl, unless the winner played in the championship game, then they'd usually take uh, the second-place team, quote-unquote, to play there. It's kind of like when Arkansas played in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, They... Were there against Ohio State, but in the national championship game, well yeah, I guess that was Auburn. Yeah, Auburn played in the national championship game uh, against Oregon. So uh, those were the connections for that. But I don't know. I don't know if I'd like it at large. Maybe some of the teams at large, but I like the fact that if you win your conference, it gives you something. It automatically gives you a a spot there because you know you see that happen in professional sports when people win their division or win their conference. You see it happen in uh, you know high school. You see it happen in the NFL, you see it happen all over the place, and even in college, college basketball, basketball. Yeah. College basketball, same thing. It's like you get an automatic bid. So, I think if you can have a balance but, of auto, But you're there's not. a
4: difference, though. It's the conference tournament, which makes it different in a sense that you're not necessarily rewarded for the regular season. You're rewarded for <laughs> a week of play or a few days of play to get that automatic bid. So, it makes it a, a little bit different. Yeah. Which, now that you put it that way, I don't
3: know if I like that as much, because, you know, what's easy i don't know if it's easy but like what's an easier thing to do when uh, an entire conference season over 18 straight games or to just catch fire at the right time in four days and you could be a team that's only got four wins on the year but you you get to steal somebody else's spot that
4: may have been more deserving but you just got hot at the right time I'm not sure that winning the conference tournament is easier though simply because we see that the best teams go through the regular season and they could have dominant regular seasons, and then they don't even go on to win the conference tournament. And more often
3: than not, it happens that way. But, of course, then, Joe, it's always about, well, they wouldn't want to be there anyways. You know, they didn't want to win that game. Yeah, Everybody just, has excuses for everything. Oh, yeah. They, they just wanted to move on, too. Uh, so, Structural Solutions text line, uh, this comes from uh, Cobra Hog. He says, a full sport, full-on sports theater would actually be really awesome. And Casey also says, I'd be more interested in watching a game at the movies if they had these players mic'd up and uncensored. Comes from Casey. That'd be kind of cool. I don't think that'll ever happen, but it'd be kind of cool <laughs> if they decide to do it. Uh, and then from the eight seven zero says Arkansas will win the West and upset Georgia, Arkansas, Georgia, USC, and Michigan in the playoffs.
4: Now, if that yeah. happens, then KJ would be held in really high regard. Uh, he would, least in my mind, would be the all time
3: goat of Razorback quarterbacks if he pulled that off. But hey, if you're feeling good about it, eight seven zero, just go over to Bet Saracen and put some money on Arkansas winning the SEC West and winning the SEC. Go make that That's happen. the way to go. Yeah, going to make some money on it. You might as well try to do something like that. But uh, but yeah, as far as to the back to the discussion of the uh, college football playoff format, you know, everyone was excited about the fact that it could be in 2024 when it ends up actually coming to fruition with the 12 teams, but with the conference realignment now, just I'm hoping that it doesn't end up delaying it more, where now we have to wait until. 2025, 2026 to actually get the 12 teams because of...
4: Is there actually uh, talk about that? The, <laughs> no, it, no, okay, not no.
3: yet, thankfully, but okay. I'm just... You know how it is with these college football Oh, yeah, football they can pop things. something
4: out there at the last second to say, hey, we've mm-hmm. been discussing this behind closed doors, and this is what we've come up with. Yeah, and it's going to be like, we're going
3: to do this thing that you're going to hate, but we think it's going to be the best, and we're going to make that work. It's just not going to have the same, same luster to it. But, uh, yeah, we, we're just going to have to wait to see once it all settles down. Uh, especially with the Pac-12 and their issues, and then these other teams like the ACC and the conference trying to add their teams. Uh, just have to settle down for that and see how it all plays out. And I know we're not uh, doing the uh, best works, but I- I'm curious,
4: Joe, Do you have you heard anything about Nebraska volleyball
3: at all? Like, has that been something that has been on they've, the radar? They've been anything?
4: good um, over a few years or so. They've been good.
3: The reason I'm asking is because I've, I've heard of, hey, they got a good volleyball team. Like, I've heard that, but... This is according to Front Office Sports. Tonight, Nebraska Volleyball is having a game at the football stadium. And it's going to be, at least according to the ticket sales and reports, the most attended women's sporting event of all time with a projected 90,000-plus in attendance for Nebraska Volleyball. I'm passionate about it. I, I read that, and I'm like, listen, that is awesome. That is great. I love it. But... How? Why? Like, that's a fun sport
4: to watch though, yeah. For sure.
3: But like but, but just ninety thousand, that's incredible. Like I mean, you can't get that at college football games at a lot of places. And they have it to where their volleyball team so I was just a little shocked by maybe I missed something where they had been you know, Nebraska had been such a huge supporter of the volleyball team, which is great. Again, I'm not hating on it. I was just shocked to see that there's going to be 90,000
4: people and it would be the most attended women's sporting event of all time. That's what they were going for, though. Mm-hmm. They they wanted to get to those records and achieve that, so maybe they put something out within the fan base and people got on board and said, Let, let's make this happen.
3: Now, what? to be fair, it's also a doubleheader of a concert inside the football team's stadium that night, too. So it's like a combo of the volleyball and with the concert, which uh, the, for some reason the article did not say, or at least the, the, the post did not say uh, who's going to be playing. So have to check that out. But uh, that's a smart way of doing it, though, because you could justify it, say, saying, hey, hey, listen, movie. it's the great, even if you're, everyone's going to see the uh, concert, saying, no, 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 it's the biggest attended, most attended women's event of all time. So I guess uh, Nebraska is going to be the one that they're uh, looking at. And the record attendance, for those of you who are curious, of a women's sporting event, this is not just in the United States, this is in the world. The highest attended women's sporting event was Barcelona versus Wolfsburg soccer of course uh that had 91,648 people. So this if they surpassed that then they would be uh, ended up uh, go for that record, go yeah, get it. Yeah, that would be the, the next thing too. So uh I already got a a, a post here on a uh, for my Instagram from Cameron. He says y- you guys bringing up Nebraska volleyball is wild. And I'm like I, I thought it was wild too that they were going to have 90,000 people there uh, during that. So uh, but see some of y'all come in on the text line and start saying stuff and start acting crazy come on now but uh, again I think that'll be cool and I know uh, I guess volleyball and softball and those uh, types of sports have really uh, come a long way and started uh, getting a lot more people attended but I hope they break the record because you know what we don't want to have Barcelona have some record we want it in the United States to be a record for the highest-attended uh, women's uh, sporting event. But, hey, that's what the Wide Open Wednesday is all about. We have a lot of things that we talk about here on the show, and we're <laughs> going to continue to hear from you as well because we've got to get to what's trending in the world of sports to give some updates on some of the NFL and some cuts and some changes that they have. We'll also uh, have some college football news and everything going on in the sports world, and we will keep it moving here on this Wide Open Wednesday. Five Bobby o-
4: Joe, oh, Southern no. Structural Solutions text line, he says... It just shows how bad their football team is at Nebraska. (laughs) Oh, Bobby Joe, you know what? I'm so happy
3: that we could actually read one of your texts. That makes me happy. That's a good one, Bobby Joe. Appreciate that one. Should have saved it for Trash Talk Thursday, but it still works on the wide open Wednesday. We got more out of bounds coming up next.
0: Johnston's Home Center presents Andrew Chambly when he joins Randy and Rick on Drive Time Sports every Tuesday through football season. Johnston's Home Center. If you can't find it at Johnston's Home Center, you probably don't need it.
5: Serious injuries happen every day.
0: If it happens to you,
5: don't wait. Dial 8. Dial 8 for Rainwater Holton Sexton. 888-8888. We can meet you online, at your house, or wherever is easiest for you. Dial 8. 888 -888 8888 for Rainwater Holton Sexton. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. We've got you covered, Arkansas. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Rainwater Holton Sexton. 888 -888 8888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton.
3: Listen each week for your chance to play Factor Crap on Morning Mayhem. It's presented by Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair in Whitehall. Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair provides on site and roadside service and repair for all commercial vehicles.
0: What's your Oakland? Maybe it's lounging under a cabana at our sparkling pool. Or unwinding with a massage at the luxurious Astral Spa. It could be dining in elegance, then hitting the casino for fun and high fives. And while you're here, you could explore thermal spas, dining and shopping on Bathhouse Row and Hot Springs National Park. Just steps away from the resort. Discover your Oakland. Make reservations today at Oakland.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 4700
5: Even been putting back a few. Paid for by the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the freeway Boy.
2: Hey, Bubba, what is that thing? That's one of them new traffic cameras that the freeway patrol just installed. Why, Bubba, was we working too fast? I'm pretty
5: sure that wasn't it. New Chevys are flying out of Guatney Chevrolet so fast they had to install traffic cameras. And with 2023 Equinox with rates as low as 1.9%, it's easy to see why. 2023 Silverado. High Country, over 6,000 off. 2023 Silverado RST, over 9,000 off.
2: Billy, what are you doing? Taking a traffic cam selfie. I want Guatney in the background.
5: Coming from Little Rock, avoid the construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Ride on Main, then left on Bailey to our front door. 1301 TP Wide Drive. Call 501 982 2102 GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. 24502-24664. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 103.7 The Buzz. Jim Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA SIPC.
0: Have a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house. With the best of meats in the business, Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin.
5: Point of parliamentary
2: procedure. Don't screw around. They're serious this time. Take it easy. I'm in pre-law, man. thought you
0: pre-med. What's the difference? On 103.7 The Buzz.
4: Beautiful, beautiful girl. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market. has been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. Take advantage of the deals that Guadney has going on where you can trade in a cell phone and get $500 down towards that down payment. And everyone is approved. Now, it is the end of August, so it's yet to be determined if some of these deals will be extended to the next month, so... You want to take advantage for the next couple of days. Silverado's Equinox. They're 1.9% financing with $2,500 off a new Equinox and save up to $9,000 on a new Silverado. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise the vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're given thousands over book value whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. Get a deal started on GuadneyChevrolet.com before making a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com.
3: It's a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. And uh, on the uh, Asher Record Fan Feedback, Rusty coming at me again. Says, John also needs to note that Arkansas hosts Nebraska in volleyball tonight. No, Rusty, they host Wisconsin tonight. That's actually a Wednesday and Thursday match uh, in Barnhill Arena tonight. Uh, 7 o'clock and 7 o'clock tomorrow, which um, I feel like it could be wrong. Wasn't, wasn't the Wisconsin the volleyball team that was in a lot of trouble here recently? I'm pretty sure it was. I'm not going to say what it was. If you want to look it up, you can do it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they were in controversy. But they're actually doing Wisconsin tonight and uh, playing in that game. So, but appreciate it. Uh, let's see. So, a few things going on in the sports world, not only locally, but nationally. So, let's talk about what's trending. <laughs> when it comes to the NFL, a lot of changes. I've talked about a few of the cuts that have been made, but with this uh, point in time and you know getting closer to the season, you start seeing some moves getting made. Like for instance, I thought this was pretty funny. That second year quarterback Bailey, it's Zappy, right? Zappy, yeah. Bailey Zappy. He is the undrafted. Uh, Free, uh, undrafted rookie free agent, quarterback Malik Cunningham, both those guys, both of whom were waived by New England Patriots on Tuesday in moves. That left starter Mac Jones is the only quarterback in the roster. Bailey Zappi is re-signing with the team's practice squad. So back with the Patriots
4: once again. We know that Coach Belichick, he, do, he will do things in odd ways, and that's an odd way of doing things. But there's the fact that they're able to keep other players that they really are still evaluating or wanting to keep on that roster – that's the way to go about doing it.
3: So the Jonathan Taylor saga continues to be an interesting one because obviously the Colts were trying to trade him and whatnot. Well, uh, the Miami Dolphins were one of the teams that were interested in acquiring Jonathan Taylor, but they weren't the only ones. As the Green Bay Packers also were in talks with the Colts and had legitimate interest in trading for Jonathan Taylor. This is according to ESPN. It says Indianapolis moved forward after its self-imposed deadline and uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time came and went without receiving what the team deemed an acceptable offer for Taylor, who had requested a trade. But the Packers emerged as a contender remains relevant because Taylor can still be traded, even though he is on reserve and physically unable to perform less, and therefore must miss at least the first four games of the regular season.
4: So And that just means that the Colts felt like they were lowballed. They said they didn't get what they felt like they deserved in return for a player like Jonathan Taylor, and so now they're just trying to get teams to up the ante. And that may not happen for a while because the NFL trade de- deadline is later in the season. And so we know a lot of times we see things happen when there are deadlines about. So it may be something that carries on for a while. Yeah, because what is it, week like nine? Or what week is it yeah, normally? Yeah, somewhere after the halfway point of the season. Yeah, for the trade deadline. Uh, also...
3: In some significant college football news, especially for those of you who are going to be using the Saracen app to bet on a lot of these games this week and this weekend, uh, LSU and Florida State, without a doubt, is the highest quality matchup of two top ten teams. The game's not going to be until Monday night. But LSU, for the third consecutive year, this is crazy, third consecutive year, LSU will begin the season without their running back, John Emery according to Brian Kelly. Now, Brian Kelly did not provide a reason as to why it happened in the Wednesday's SEC teleconference when he made notes, but the senior, of course, has missed the past two season openers because of academic issues, and he sat out the entire 2021 season. So uh, definitely something to to be notable, but uh, that's kind of a a crazy thing to have players sit out for the beginning of the year, at least the first game. is not uncommon. We see it happen fairly often in football, basketball, but – to see it happen three straight years, like where you had to sit out the opener? <laughs> uh, come on, There's man. There's something going on there. Yeah, come on now. you got you got to do a little bit better than that. They need you on the field. But still, uh, for all you uh, betting people out there, you gotta got to check that out. Uh, also, for the NFL, I thought this was not a funny thing, but uh, a pretty unique deal because we know cuts have been happening with uh, the NFL. Uh, but Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, had to make some roster moves. And one of the players that got cut from the Jacksonville Jaguars was actually a tight end, Josh Peterson. He's Doug Peterson's son. Got cut from the roster. And when I saw that story, i like, what was that
4: conversation like? Uh, it's an easy conversation, though. Yeah. Because it, <laughs> we know that Dad's job is on the line, and there are more important factors there. Now, um, is there a possibility he can come back and be a pro- part of the practice squad? That's always a possibility, but, yeah, that's it's probably a little easier conversation than you would think. Yeah, it's just more of when you see someone having to
3: cut their own son from the team, especially in the NFL. It makes sense as to, hey, listen, Doug Peterson's got a lot on the line, and Jacksonville Jaguars had a good season last season and hoping to build upon that, but, yeah, I guess it's, I'm sure it's also a mutual understanding where he's probably, hey, coming in. Yeah, it's not, you don't no even have to do
4: that one in the office. You can do that outside the office. You can shoot him a text message. Just let him well, know. No, no, don't be that informal. <laughs>
0: uh,
3: yeah. Um, also, uh, some other NFL news. This is uh, the deal with uh, uh, the coach of the uh, Bengals, Taylor. Coach Zach, Taylor. Ta- Zach Taylor. I kept wanting to say something different that was dumb. So, yes, Zach Taylor. Uh, people were wondering about the situation with Joe Burrow because he's still not practicing, and there's some contract negotiations talk that's been happening with Joe Burrow, and Coach Taylor wanted everyone to know that it has nothing to do with the contract or anything of why he's not practicing. It's more of uh, what happened with his injury and trying to bring him along. Although, that may be true, but can't it it be both? can it be a little bit of the injury but also a little bit of the contract
4: negotiations and trying to get more money out of that? It, It could be, but people are trying to feed into this a little more than what it is it's it's all due to the injury it's not they they know the Bengals know that they want to pay Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow knows that the Bengals want to pay him it is a matter of getting the terms worked out but there's not any kind of issue on either <laughs> side saying oh man you know we're so far apart and he's not going to play until then that no that's not the case that that's people trying to buy a little bit too much in and kind of put some things out there to get some reaction to people would never do that not in sports
3: (laughs) ever especially (laughs) with players in the NFL that would never happen but we'll have some more headlines to talk about but coming up next after the top of the hour we're going to have our guy Chris Marler, Vern Funquist on Twitter but he's going to talk to us about some college football, have some fun with him and we'll have some Razorback tickets to give away in the next hour too so be on the lookout for that and we'll keep it moving on a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds so stay with us
4: Game day starts with the Mud Connection Hogwild Pre Game Show with Trey Shapp and David Basil. Brought to you in part by Bud Light and the Holiday Inn Express and Suites off Weddington and Fayetteville. It's
5: Justin Aker reminding you that Surtur Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about
3: doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue. Surtur Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll